Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kuzmeski. Today I'm interviewing Anita Sanchez, PhD. She's Aztec and a Mexican American. She's a transformational leadership consultant, a speaker, a coach, and author of the new international best-selling book, The Four Sacred Gifts. And I hope that she will talk much about this. She bridges indigenous teachings with the latest science to inspire and equip women and men to enjoy meaningful, empowered lives and careers. So welcome, Anita, to the Female Insight Zone. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. So the first question that I have, and, you know, we interview lots of amazing people like you on this show, and many of them, you know, if they're a coach, they talk about this concept of transformational leadership. But I wonder, is this another buzzword? How do you do this differently? How do you look at transformational leadership? Well, I think that you could say yes on both counts in terms of it has become a buzzword, which I think is really kind of sad. However, when people begin to actually do their work, it is not about a small step change, sort of incremental. When we're talking about transforming, we're talking about a major shift in the way one is being in the world or the way the one is thinking in the world. And right now, with all the things happening in every sector that you can imagine in terms of divisiveness and other things, we really need to bring our best. So we need to bring in a, an alignment, you know, the best of who we are. And that's why transformational leadership to me is so exciting. Do you think that there is a big gap today in corporations and in companies with people that are not necessarily transformational leaders? Unfortunately, that's the case. Unfortunately, there is still some mindset that you're managing people. People don't need to be managed. They need to be inspired. They need to have models that show what we talk about being part indigenous. I bring all the organization science of business, but I also bring indigenous wisdom. And it's about bringing in alignment, the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical into alignment of every employee. And one does that by being really an inspiring leader who is truly transformational, which means there's really care about both the doing part of business, also on how you and your people are being. There's a care for them. Their whole well-being is a big part of this. So talk about the side that you bring in that you were just talking about, the indigenous wisdom. What is this and how did you get involved with either indigenous populations or just talk a little bit about that because I think that's a really interesting story for us. Yes. Well, I'm part indigenous. Aztec is my tribe. I'm also Mexican-American. And so I've always been growing up with elders, my grandmother in particular initially, but then elders throughout various traditions, but definitely in the Americas. And one of the things that I found in working for 40 plus years with corporate leaders, whether it's in Fortune 500 or entrepreneurial new startups and things, is that people can learn lots of things. There's lots of knowledge that one needs to acquire to be able to do the doing. However, what people are hungry for is wisdom. And what I found after doing this work for a couple of decades, I was like, well, wait a minute. What I was hearing people hankering for more and more is let's spend more time on being good medicine to each other, which was about 
the wisdom. And that's what our hearts are hungry for. We have an overload of information. However, what we're hungry for, our hearts really need and leaders need so desperately is the wisdom. And that's what we want to tap into. Ah, yes. So I know in your book, The Four Sacred Gifts, you have drawn insight from indigenous elders from Asia and Africa and Europe and the Americas. And talk about a little bit about your research and how you went about writing this book. Well, it all came about because of some volunteer work I was doing on one of these gatherings and teaching young people who are going to go into corporations how to do and be in corporations, but how do you do that in a way that keeps you feeling the sense of being a whole human being rather than to cut off parts of yourself? And we know as women and as men, at different times, we think we have to cut off parts of ourselves, but that is separation is what causes the suffering. So the four gifts that indigenous elders came together in the 90s, they built this beautiful this hoop with a hundred eagle feathers. And at the end of that weekend, they put four gifts in there for all humankind, not just indigenous people, for all humankind to remember that we're in relationship with each other. And I expect you'd like me to say what the four gifts are for everyone. I know what they are, but I want you to say them. Yes. Yes, because they're so simple wisdom, which often wisdom is, it's about the living them that's a little become difficult. So the four gifts to help us build harmony and connection with people, earth and spirit are The first, the power to forgive the unforgivable. So let's talk about this for a second. So terrible things happen. And so this part of the wisdom, one of the four sacred gifts, is to just simply forgive? It is true. Actually, no one said it would be easy, but it is about (laughs) forgiving. And when you look at organizations, both their people and their leaders are hanging on to all these hurts and mistreatments. So forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting something where you were hurt or mistreated. It doesn't mean you don't seek to put it in right relationship, seek justice and some restructuring or whatever you need. But it does mean you get free from being imprisoned by that hurt and mistreatment that then you keep playing out and projecting on your current situation. So part of the work is clearing that for leaders and for their employees, that forgiving them forgivable, only to find that you actually then can call on using your energy for what you want to create. And that may be seeking justice, maybe changing some policies or ways of operation. However, you are free, so you have clarity rather than keep reworking what was. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So how about the second one? Yeah, the second is the power of unity. You know a lot about, because I love your books, unity, of course, It's all an entrepreneurial or whether you're a 200,000-person corporation. It's about relationships. You know, technology is wonderful. We won't want to get rid of any of it. And we have more great things happening, being created. But it's the relationships. It's the people that are the ones that make things happen. So when we understand our connection, rather the illusion of separateness, everything is possible. And that's where it is right now. Everything, including reversing global warming including, oh my gosh, we had to lay off, you know, a third of our workforce. How are we going to ever do? But everything is possible when you bring people together and really acknowledge them. So that power of unity is really core to having thriving individuals as well as thriving anything we create, our businesses and organizations and communities. 
So I feel like we are not as unified as we used to be, at least, you know, here in the United States with all of the political infighting, it just seems like it's the opposite of unity, which is why unity is such a gift, right? But I mean, what do you think some of the the things that we need to start doing differently to sort of express and embody this gift of unity? Exactly. And I agree with you. There is so much division and divisiveness, not only in this country, it really is around the world on just about every issue. It's very painful time. And yet at this very time where it feels in some ways dark is actually that's when the light can come through the brightest. And that's when we're calling on the leaders, your listeners, that they can come forward. And so that really gets into not only calling on and remembering when you were able to connect and do something unimaginable with other people. And if you haven't yourself, then what you've read about, which is possible. So for example, a tech company that I worked with, their product was becoming pretty much, you know, a commodity and it was fairly flat and they, they wanted to shift. We did a global initiative where we helped ignite the leadership using positive psychology and indigenous wisdom around the world. And what they were able to do is to be able to see, tap into that wisdom inside themselves and with each other. Lots of conversation, lots of listening, 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 listening to yourself and others. It's foundational to everything. And they were able in a year to go from $25 billion to a $29 billion operation in a flat market. So you can find the numbers, and there's all sorts of stories, both small and big, of when people do some fundamentally different things, which is to, first and foremost, to listen, listen to yourself and listen to others, and then to put yourself around supportive relationships, people who don't always agree with you, but are also after your best interest and the best interest of what you're collectively trying to create. That's really critical. And then move into positive action. The GPS does not work if you're standing still. We've got to get through the fear. That's why the forgiveness is important. Healing is important so we can move through and really be in unity and create some amazing, important things that I feel like life itself is calling us to create in every sector of our lives. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So what about the third Yes. And that's where healing really connects. And I started to go into that. So the third gift they gave us was the power to heal. And healing's a wonderful thing. I know often when I'll talk to leaders, well, can't we just be done with the healing? No, it's a gift. We get to heal every day because every day there's going to be something that causes bruises, bumps, psychological hurts, whatever it is, there's going to be those things as well as the long-term ones that we have to keep working on and find different levels of healing. The healing is a process. Some of the key things that I just talked about with unity, actually forgiveness, are key to all of these gifts. Listening, supportive relationships, unconditional love of yourself. So this is one of the things that people in indigenous wisdom tells us all over the world is that we can't give what we don't have. We can act like and fake it, but the more we get into self-care, self-love, transforming how we are being with ourselves, it then is much easier to do that with other people and with the earth itself, that where we're doing all our business and our relationship to make sure that everything is thriving. Right. Absolutely. And then the fourth. Uh, I love the fourth. Me too. I know you will too. <laughs> yeah. So the fourth gift is the gift of hope, the power of hope in action. And we know hope is an energy source. 
there's things written about this as, oh, forget about hope. But I'll tell you, none of the ancient wisdom traditions around the world have forgotten about hope. They understand this is a source. We don't know everything through our five senses. This hope is a way of seeing or knowing something that there aren't any facts that would show us that that's possible. And we know we have all sorts of technological advances, getting to the moon, all these different things that people imagine. People call on what we call in indigenous communities, the great mystery, but we can call it spirit. You can call it Allah. You can call it universe energy, whatever it is. We can call it the magic that happens when we just sit still and allow to arise what might to some people seem unimaginable. So that power of hope in action is what allows us to move and to do some of the leaps actually, rather than even just the incremental things. It's exciting when people take hold of these four gifts and see, oh, oh yes. And they realize this is inside work as well as outside in relationship to others to have both the thriving life and as well as thriving organizations. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I interviewed a very powerful business coach. Her name is Libby Gill, uh, not too long ago, a week or two ago. And she talks about how hope is a business strategy. Hope is yeah. really a strategy. And I got so much positive feedback from her podcast because people were like, oh, I never thought about it like that. So I love to see that it was part of the four sacred gifts because this gift of hope is what keeps us going, right? Absolutely. And thank you for her name. Go Libby. Libby Gill. I think that's great because hope, we do all sorts of work with people. And again, we draw on different kinds of wisdom traditions and how to do that. But it's everything from just guided imagery to being together and play to imagining, you know, some positive thing that you want to come forward. There's all different kinds of ways to ignite hope. And I want to say this is really important. Hope is a choice. People cannot take away your hope. I mean, really difficult things. I don't mean to minimize some of the difficulties that people are having. However, no one can take hope away from you. And that's what makes it an innate, amazing, powerful gift. And you can draw on that and draw on it and draw on it. And it will pull you. And we know now from brain science stuff, once you get this hope, imagination, even though it's not concrete yet, just that beginning, you begin your whole body, your mind, your emotions began to go toward that. And that's spirit in action. That's hope in action. Mm, absolutely. So how can people find your book? How can they reach you? Give us some of your contact information. Yes. Well, they can find me at SanchezTennis.com. That's S-A-N-C-H-E-Z. T-E-N-N-I-S.com, SanchezTennis.com. But if they want to learn about my book, which also from there they can link to a lot of my business things that I do, is they can just go to foursacredgifts.com, four, F-O-U-R, sacredgifts.com. And there they can find lots of information about this wisdom. They can also download, love for your listeners to get it. It's a free song that goes with this book also called In Right Relations which we know, you know, again, I love your work, is that it's about relationship. And so when we put in right relationship with ourselves, with our heart and our minds, our bodies, and then if we put in right relationship with the other, it's all good. It's just good. <laughs> yes, it is. It absolutely is. So thank you so much, Anita, for being a part of the Female Inside Zone today. I've really, really enjoyed your insights and the information on your book, The Four Sacred Gifts. Thank you so much. And I wish the best for you 
keep doing your great work. And for all your listeners, it's all possible. And I hope the four gifts serve you. Mm, Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.